Why Do We Sound So Good? Because we're at Dead Aunt Thelma's studio and Mike Moore is engineering for us. Thanks, Dead Aunt Thelma's. Thanks, Mike. Everybody. I'm Susanna Mars, and I'm sitting with Sergio Carreño, who is the assistant principal timpani of the Oregon Symphony. Very nice. Yeah, yeah I'm Good so job. glad to have you here today. <laughs> it's great to be here. This yeah. is super fun. I Looking saw you uh, perform with Neil DuPont for uh-huh. his birthday several years ago. Yeah, yeah. You guys are doing wow, some that. Yeah. really fun, yeah, innovative work. Yeah. yeah, super fun. We had a good time. Yeah, I mean, not only are the principal timpani, mm-hmm. but... You do all sorts of innovative work, including some special work with Intel. Yeah, that's recent development, which is really great for the orchestra, for the community, for arts, for technology. For mm-hmm. It's great for just myself on a selfish level. It's really, really kind of fun to do it. Explain um, to people who haven't seen it. I watched some of it online oh, when I knew cool. I was going to be meeting with oh, you. Nice. And yeah. it's, um, I saw Ashley Rowland and Jamie Hampton with... Mm-hmm various Mm -hmm. uh, bracelets Mm -hmm. and things on their feet and Mm -hmm. then also you did something similar in a piece Mm -hmm. can you tell us about it absolutely um it's so okay so intel everyone knows intel for what they do mainly what they make you know the chips they they power most of our devices that somehow have become um you know so important to our lives um but they also but what people didn't might not know, what I didn't know actually, is that they also like experiment all the time with possibilities and technology all across the spectrum and how that might apply to life in general. And so I had no idea about that with Intel. You know, I, I've always, again, just known them to power devices to, you know, um, kind of be on behind the scenes on the stuff we we use a lot of every day. But I didn't know they were trying to be so experimental. And so they have a, an entire team here in Hillsboro, actually, that from what I, I've gathered over the last year and a half working with them, they literally just sit around and play. It, it's, I don't know for the listeners that might remember the movie Big. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite movies Me ever. too. You know, I was, that was like one of the first cinema experiences that, that grasped me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they had that toy room, experimental toy room, where they're developing toys, right? It's a building. And it's a robot. Exactly, exactly. And and this character who was 13, I believe, and he turned into an adult, was perfect for this job because he was a child at heart, right? And he started being a genius in toy making because, of course. Anyway, there's, there's this kind of atmosphere at Intel mm. in this department. Um, there's a building, RS5, uh, in the Hillsborough campus. And that's the building where this team works. And I, I remember the first time walking into the, the the floor that they work on. And there's skateboards, helmets, uh, you know, mannequins. There's drawings of human the human body and equations all over the walls on, on these, like, marker boards. And... And it's like big meets hidden figures. Kind of. Yeah, exactly. And and they, these guys are literally just kind of playing with stuff, you know, with with technology that they currently have. And how does this apply in different areas in life? And, you know, I think they just kind of throw a, a whole spectrum of possibilities out there and see what sticks mm. kind of deal. They mm-hmm. play with sports, um, with wearable technologies, with all these things. And somehow 
through all that experimenting and this and that, they they wanted to try uh, music making mm. with tech. And so one of their main collaborators is um, this awesome guy named Kevin. I believe his last name is Doucette's. And he works with A.R. Rahman, who's the film composer. Everyone might know from Slumdog Millionaire a few mm -hmm. years ago. Mm -hmm. And through that connection with A.R., who knew these guys at Intel, Kevin joins the team. I think he's from Wales. Um, great guy. Went to Berkeley. Film composer. He works in L.A. mainly. So he's become really um, the conduit for a lot of this stuff, too, with Intel. And he was one of the ones who reached out, along with um, our president and CEO, Scott Showalter, uh, one of his college buddies works at Intel. So there was just like this synergy happening at this particular time over about a year ago. And they decided to reach out to the orchestra. The orchestra kind of reached out and they, they just, we found each other, right? And thought, hey, this would be a great partnership to explore these weird technologies that we might be able to make music with, uh, you know, out of thin air, basically. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, so about a year and a half ago, we we met, We, we they showed us some of the stuff they had. Um, what they have? Yeah, well, you mentioned this earlier. Um, the base, the the infancy of it was were these bands that you could wear around your hands, kind of like a bracelet, but like on the palm of your hand mm -hmm. instead of the the wrist. You could also put these bands um, around your ankles, so you can um, utilize your feet, your foot motion, your leg motion. So it's much about rhythmic impressions. Yeah, uh, more spatial impressions, maybe. Mm. It, it tracks, it, so the, these bands uh, have these chips in them uh -huh. because it's Intel. And <laughs> and the chips are capable of tracking um, precise velocities and uh, angles and whether you're going up, down, left, right. It, oh, it can, for heaven's it can, sake. It can tell. It's like a super, super high-tech joystick. Exactly. But on and, your body. And on your body. And so with that information, they can do a lot of things. Um, so you can create sounds with it or you can create visual aesthetic with it. So, it, you know, they've put these bands on like uh, martial arts masters and they would do a routine and it would create real-time digital art based on their, you know, kicks and punches and, and stances and all these things or they'd put it on how cool um, yeah they had it on lady gaga for david bowie tribute uh and she she performed live with this tech i think it was embedded in some rings she was wearing on her hands not oh my gosh not an actual band but it was the same tech uh -huh. um and so yeah they they're just they're like hey this stuff's cool what do you think we could do with it you know mm. they're just like here it is and um i think being a percussionist we constantly are are challenged to um, play with things to figure out how they work best. You know, that's kind of part of the job as a percussionist. You right. know, I mean, I read one of the uh, pieces on you online was about there was an instrument that I think Neil DuPont had to build for a particular piece. Oh, sure. I don't that's know. That just, happens like all the time. I right. mean, we're constantly... Like I say, we, we're constantly um, reinventing things. We're constantly reusing apparatus, you know, stuff that everyone has in home. I mean, percussion is quite literally around us everywhere in the world mm -hmm. all the time. I could play a chair. I could play a box. I can play the pots and pans, you know, the, these kind of cliche things. But we do this kind of stuff a lot where, you know, a composer might write music for a certain aesthetic and wants to utilize, you know, found objects. Mm -hmm. um, and so we, we're constantly messing with things and tinkering and like figuring out how to best utilize this to make music. Mm -hmm. And so this kind of job description helped us with this collaboration in that 
they here they're like here here's this thing what do you do with it and we're like well i don't know yet let's play with it for a while let's see what we can do with it you know so how long did you um, get to play until you actually started making pieces and so forth um well it was pretty quick um i utilized so yeah neil you mentioned this earlier too with the body box guys Mm -hmm. uh that was neil's project which we did at the schnitz for a kid's show he wrote a piece for full orchestra dancers and a few uh, instrumentalists up front and you can see that on youtube right it's called intelligent juxtaposition juxtapositions yeah, intelligent <laughs> juxtapositions thanks no, no. for that In, title intelligent oh juxtaposition. God. <laughs> well of course so yeah you can see that on youtube that was the second um iteration of of playing with this stuff to see what we can kind of do with it mm-hmm. um we did one earlier which is a piece i wrote uh, the October before that, I think it was October 2016, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and we played at Nordy House, um, which is a great space. Um, and now you pronu- pronounce that Feos? Feos, right. Yeah. That was the piece I wrote. Right. I thought that was so fascinating. You said the oldest piece record- uh, yeah. in recorded history played right. with the newest technology. Yeah, that was the concept. We met that summer before uh, in 2016, July, I believe it was, mm-hmm. possibly August. And this concert was in October. So it was only a few months, mm-hmm. which, which isn't a tremendous amount of time. Mm-hmm. So I used, I dove immediately into the, what am I going to write to, to figure this stuff out with? Mm-hmm. What's the vehicle I'm going to use artistically to figure out the tech? And so it kind of became one and the same. I started conceptualizing the piece of music first, and then I started diving into how, well, how can I utilize this tech into music, right? Mm-hmm. So it was kind of one and the same, writing this piece and figuring out what we might be able to do. So Mm. I think I wanted to show that, you know, I think a lot of people get a little bit frightened with technology and what that means to human beings Mm -hmm. in the future, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to believe we're probably going to end up merging at some point as Mm. a species and, you know, evolve that way maybe. Mm -hmm. And so my whole concept behind tech is always a collaborative one, an enhancement one. Mm -hmm. So utilizing technology to enhance what we can do. This, Mm -hmm. this, you know, why we connect with these phones so well, these computers, it, it helps us, it enhances us to, um, you know, be something a little bit more than. So all the information we have at our fingertips, literally, mm-hmm. um, you know, helps us in our daily lives. Mm-hmm. So with that concept, I wanted to write a piece of music. How can this tech enhance what we do already? So I didn't want to write a piece that was only with this technology. I wanted to know how can it enhance our traditional instruments? And so with that concept, you know, I started thinking, well, what if I use the djembe, which is one of the most ancient drums in in the world that we still use in modern music. You see it in drum circles, you see it in indie rock bands, you know, um, we use it in the orchestra every once in a while, you know, in Broadway shows, it's it's used a lot. It's an amazing drum, it's so powerful. It's, it's been around for thousands and thousands of years and resonates with the human being really well. And then I thought, well, what about rattles, shakers? That's one of the earlier instruments that people found in caves from from our ancestors like thousands and thousands and thousands of years ago. And then I thought, well, in line with that, I knew of this piece um, that was the earliest piece that's recorded in human history completely. So there's fragments of pieces that are even earlier than this piece, Mm -hmm. but there is one that was written on a marble tombstone in ancient Greece and it survived the times and weather and, and, you know, um, erosion and all that because it was on this piece of marble and he wrote out the entire piece which is not very long it's only a few bars or it's like eight measures of music but it's a complete melody with lyrics and everything Hmm. um 
and widely believed that it was a, a, a tribute to his dead wife and mm. put on this tombstone. Um, and it's a complete melody, top to bottom. It's very, it's, it's very simple, of course, and all this stuff, but it's, it's the earliest recorded piece of music that we have that's complete. And so Not in an line MP3. with like... Right, exactly. Yeah, it, um, chipped yes. into marble. Chipped into marble, and and scholars have been able to kind of decode it and put it into modern notation. And you can find ex- examples of this piece all over the internet. You know, people play it on various instruments. You know, all the time. Um, and so it's a known piece out there. Uh, it's referred to as Sikolos's epitaph or Sikolos's song. Mm. Sikolos is the gentleman. I think he he actually signed. You know, he he put um, his name on there and. The song is about his, his, apparently his wife is what the theory is. Mm. So, um, so I'm thinking using the earliest instruments, using the earliest song, and let's enhance it with our newest tech now. Mm. So you kind of connect that bridge kind of deal. Mm. So that was the whole concept I started working with. Um, it's great. So I'm using old instruments, you know, drums, rattles. And then I started putting a little bit slightly modern incarnations of older instruments like the marimba. And then the most modern instrument we had out there traditional instrument was the vibraphone which is made out of metal and it's got mechanism where you can pedal it and it can ring and all these things and then on top of that to enhance all that let's use the tech so put it on our on our hands on our legs and we can play our traditional instruments while wearing the bands Mm -hmm. and every once in a while we can throw our hands up in the air in a specific way and it would trigger a, a color of texture of music that would blanket the sound of the traditional instruments and therefore create like a new sound Mm. that you can't do normally. Mm. And so the point is, how does this enhance what we do? That was mm. the whole concept behind the, the piece. Um, and it worked out quite well. It was a very simple kind of beginning, mm-hmm. but it was it was designed to demonstrate, here, look, this can actually create art at a, at a you know, normal, high, modern level with enhancement. And so it creates something we've never actually heard before. So my question then is then the machine that translates your personal mm-hmm. movement into who programs what sound the machine makes or... Mm-hmm. Great question. How does that happen? Uh, that, that's the collaborative part. That's where I'm at Intel working with these guys mm-hmm. and I search, you know, um, the airwaves and the internet and... Uh, you know, sound banks and whatever, whatever, to find sounds and combinations of sounds that I thought would aesthetically enhance the music we're playing based on mm-hmm. the flavor of it, the aesthetic of it, the harmonies of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I chose sounds as wacky as uh, the effects of like transformers from the movie Transformers transforming. Uh-huh. There's like a sound effect. I didn't use that exact thing, but uh-huh. there are similar effects out there layered on top of gamelan gongs layered on top of human voices layered on top of jet engine sounds and i created sounds that you can't just i can't hit a gong in real life and have it be anything more than the gong right but i can put a sound of a gong mixed with the human voice mixed with a jet engine mixed with this other thing it creates a new color it's literally like crayon so you have a pink and a yellow and a blue and it creates a new color when you combine them all right that makes sense because the gong i can imagine in my mind how the gong is struck Mm -hmm. and then how the sound permeates and blossoms so then you could have that effect right. on other sounds right. that don't have that right. natural Exactly, ability. and it creates a brand new kind of sound. Oh, that's really neat. And so when you hear it on the video, I rec- if you do listen to it on YouTube, mm-hmm. put on earphones or use really good speakers or you're mm-hmm. not going to re- really be able to hear this, this the, the uh, colors of all, 
all the tech that's happening. Mm -hmm. But when you see our hands kind of by themselves move, you'll, you'll see the hands moving and lights on the bands. Uh -huh. But if they're playing the instruments, but, you know, they're not activating anything. You'll, you'll see clearly when we move our hand out to the right or to the left or, mm -hmm. or obviously moving it in the air. Mm -hmm. And listen carefully for what that creates in terms of texture and color on top of the traditional instruments. Mm -hmm. These are sounds that I created that I knew can't be done any other way mm -hmm. and we can control it in real time with real sensitivity of a actual musician playing mm -hmm. so it it can have dynamicism it can have shape phrasing you know it can play with the music it's mm -hmm. not just a trigger it's mm -hmm. not just like you mm -hmm. you know you play you press play on a machine and it just play like we are playing the mm -hmm. sounds you know as it were so as you said the technology enhances what you're able to do right. as a musician. So mm -hmm. now my next question, of mm -hmm. course, would be, so do you believe that then the machine will be able to, at some point in time, yeah. make music? That's a great question. So what is music? You know, uh, that kind of, we get into, we can get into the philosophies of this for hours because oh, yes. I have been, you know, by myself and with colleagues, you know. Um, I think, sure, on a technical level, yeah. I mean, now we're playing with like the the latest iteration of all this that started a year and a half ago is actually artificial intelligence. Mm -hmm. That's what we're playing with now. Mm -hmm. um, actually having computers generate music by mm -hmm. themselves mm -hmm. based off parameters and, and whatever, whatever. And you can kind of jam with them. Mm -hmm. You know, we did this in Las Vegas with the big CES show mm -hmm. uh, with Intel this past year in, in January. Oh, mm -hmm. so this year in mm -hmm. January. Um, we played with AI computers on stage in front of 5,000 people and hundreds of thousands of people watching worldwide, you know, streaming live. And we made some music with computers, you know. And so, yeah, so that does bring us to that question. Like, well, is that going to happen? Like, are just our computers going to just make music and art and all that stuff? They can do that currently. Right. But what is it? come from right what's the inspiration and how does it communicate to us as human beings you know right. i don't know I've, i mean i've grappled with this in in that i'm a traditionalist at heart in that i'm a classical musician you know we play classical music it's been around for hundreds of years it's it's been around for hundreds of years for a reason you know when you hear classical music it will affect you <laughs> you know people people will come see us live and just come out in tears you know mm -hmm. from the hall or smiles mm -hmm. or you know, even anger, you know, it gets you riled up, right? It's, it's human on human kind of communication without words. It and comes into your body yeah, through actual yeah, vibration. Yeah, it's absolutely. inside of you right. when you are experiencing it. No question about it. And so it's very powerful. The reason the djembe drum I was talking about earlier has been around for thousands and thousands of years is because you hit this drum and it just like, it resonates in, inside of you. Uh -huh. Like you just feel the drum inside, mm -hmm. right? It's a powerful, powerful instrument, this one. And most percussion instruments, most, you know, all the instruments we play. Oh my gosh, the cymbal, for heaven's sake. Yeah, that'll give you chills down here or, <laughs> mm -hmm. or just cause you to cringe a bit, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> depending. <laughs> but um, yeah, so the, the question does kind of come up, like what happens when a computer does this, you know? On a technical level, I can tell you it's it can do the thing, you know? You can right. put plug in the rules of composition and it can follow them and then it'll just put in notes and combinations of harmony that work. And you can maybe hear something that's like, well, it sounds like music, right? Mm -hmm. um, but then the bigger question is that. What is music? What is art? You know, why does, why does this exist in our world? Why do human beings love it? You know, we, I don't think we could, I honestly don't think we could exist, you know, on, on certain levels without art. Mm -hmm. It's such a part of who we are.
Mm-hmm. We tell Creative stories. Expression. We respect. Well, we right. uh, reflect life. Mm-hmm. We tell stories to each other. We pass on information. We we grow because we of art. Yeah, it's like one of the strongest glue humanity has is mm-hmm. art. Mm-hmm. Truly, um, as a percussionist, I live that because. Um, I can meet somebody from some other country in the world and we can't, we, maybe we don't speak the same language at all, but we can sit there and p- communicate through the drum. And it's a really powerful experience. It's one of the, the things that keeps me uh, going when I'm, you know, bogged down by life and stresses and all that. I get to play music and communicate human to human without having to say a word. And it's, it's really powerful. It's interesting because when I think about your doing that with another human being, mm-hmm. then actually I can imagine making music with a machine because if the machine is responsive, mm-hmm. it is responding to what you are giving it. Right. And then it responds with its own set right. of ability. Right. Exactly right. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. oh, I'm... I don't know what to think of it. <laughs> I know, me neither. <laughs> you know, it's just, you know. it's so fascinating. It is super fascinating. It's, 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 oh my God, it's, um, yeah, it just goes on forever. The possibilities, literally just infinite. You well, know? I had planned to ask you about 847 other questions, but mm-hmm. this one just this really one let us, let yeah. us, it's such a fascinating. Absolutely. Um, so I, I think. You know, maybe maybe computers can make music for each other one day, and that's real to them if they're that aware. You know, I don't know if we'll see that in our lifetime necessarily, but maybe our grandkids or something. You know, mm. um, I don't know truly if computers can make music or art that true like might completely, you know, connect with us and touch us the way humans can do that because we live the plight, we know the suffering, we know the happiness, we know love, we know hate, we know. All of it, you know. That's really interesting because I was just talking to someone yesterday about mm-hmm. this and about um, suffering in our DNA mm-hmm. and various cultures yeah. who have suffered. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. All cultures. Yeah, all cultures at some point, sure. Um, and what that means to us. Mm-hmm. Um, it defines us quite yeah. a bit. And, you know, there's, there's this inherent struggle to the human being, I think, that um, is kind of necessary you know, to mm-hmm. find happiness, there's got to be a journey and you got to kind of go through it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so these kinds of things we bring to the table as artists mm-hmm. because we've experienced, I mean, I've fallen in love before my current, you know, my wife now, I mean, we're madly in love and married and, you know, we haven't had any heartbreaks, thankfully, but mm-hmm. I've, before we've met in our thirties, of course I had a high school sweetheart and all these things. And, and I've been crushed emotionally by love you know it's hurt it hurt (laughs) and I felt that hurt for a long time and I didn't know how to deal with it and I had to figure that out and this and that and through that kind of struggle I found out a little bit more about myself Mm -hmm. and through that journey of discovery I was able to like incorporate that into music Mm -hmm. because when I play something that that has those emotions embedded in the harmony and the melodies I can really connect with that and and play that not only through the instrument but through my body and my energy and my everything and and so hopefully somebody listening to it feels that and that's every player in the Oregon Symphony is able yeah. to do that we've all gone through it and we and all connect to these harmonies and melodies and and concepts of character and emotion in the music and we put it out there in a way that you know I think I've I've seen it I've been told it you know that it resonates with the audience mm-hmm. you know 
And there's a reason, again, why music and art is so incredibly important to our lives. And I think it has a lot to do with that. You know, people break up, they listen to these sad songs of, mm. about breakup, and it kind of mm -hmm. helps them vent through it and get it out and get it through the system. Like, you you exist in that, that crappy situation. And then literally digest and it. Exactly. And then you go through it, and then you come out the other end a little bit stronger, hopefully. You know, a little different. You, yeah, just a little bit more you. Mm -hmm. And hopefully you've figured that out. What You know, you figure out more and more what you is right. through that process and mm -hmm. so art whether it's literature movies um painting drawing comic books you know uh, music spoken word poetry like all of that reflects what we live as humans mm -hmm. so can a computer do that i don't think so not at certainly not at this point um you know i was talking to a buddy about this like you know, AI is taking over my job or whatever. You know, we're just kind of being fun with it. And, you know, this, my buddy said something kind of really poignant actually was, yeah, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll be a little bit concerned about AI is taking over our jobs when they are nervous about making mistakes before going off stage. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, me too. And I was like, exactly right. Cause That's to this day, key. oh yeah. To this day, I get the butterflies yeah, every time. Me too. Every time I go on stage, yes, I'm like I got the the, you know, the, the sweaty palms and the heart rates elevated, and I feel the the intensity of what I'm about to do. It's mostly eagerness, not oh, anxiousness. Right. Like I love doing what I do. Right. But I still have that energy, and I don't want to make mistakes. Not because. I I think oh my gosh I made a mistake I'm bad or Would a be... bad player. It's in service of the art. I don't I don't want to disservice the art right. i want to play well because i want the art to do what it does and right. so i i'm you know my colleagues are the same way i feel so much responsibility when it comes time to perform mm -hmm. plus so, you've got that symbol yeah that i mean that mistake Man, if with I get that up, big yeah, symbol if i get up and play in the wrong place Everyone knows, man. It's I can't hide. It's naked. Yeah, like the eighteen twelve overture. No, you don't. I mean, want, no, people would no, know no, no, right no. off the bat. Or a triangle. Da, 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 or a bass da, drum. Da. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, yeah, as simple or, or as fun as some of the stuff might be, might be when when we play, it's it's um it's a lot of responsibility. Oh yeah. And so that's why I work my butt off mm. in preparation. It's why I've spent so many years in the practice room. I want to. I want to be better at my craft, of mm -hmm. course, but I also want to be able to have the art exist in a in a high standard and the highest standard possible. Mm. It's a lot of pressure, oh, yeah. and it's not often. I mostly don't succeed at that. Mostly don't. <laughs> I rarely come off the stage a hundred percent happy with how everything went. Oh, that wow. like that's a handful of times in my life that that's happened. Wow, honestly. Mm -hmm. And so I I still have that uh, urgency when I when I prepare. I still have that eagerness. And I still have those butterflies. Um, that's part of the experience as a listener, though, is the performer that has that energy. Mm -hmm. That's a big part of it. That's a huge connection that we have as people. You know, mm -hmm. like you see someone up there really trying to do everything right and you see how passionate they are about it. You might not see how they're nervous, you know, quote unquote nervous, uh, but you feel something and mm -hmm. it connects you to them as mm -hmm. a performer. Right. Heartbeat. So that's huge. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You see breathing patterns, you see facial expressions, you see body language. And usually it's it's a very um, strong energy from a performer at a professional level. Mm -hmm. Very palpable. Um, yeah. Or a passionate hobbyist, you know, like, mm -hmm. they, you know, there's people that aren't professional artists or whatever, but they do it on the side and they truly have passion for it. And you still see it in their product. Right. Mm -hmm. um, 
can a computer do that? I don't know. Does it get nervous? Does it? It doesn't. Does it? I don't know. That's then we're getting into some bigger questions about all this, right? But until a computer can fall in love, get heartbroken, dislike tastes of ice cream, and love, <laughs> you know, the sun on their cold Face. computer body, oh, right. <laughs> you know, <laughs> cold um, computer yeah, body. like what? How can they express these emotions through oh, art? Yeah, I don't know. If they, I don't think they can. Technically, they could probably do stuff that's even more impressive than art greatest musician on a technical right. level right um just like they can you know compute at a higher rate than we are you know our phones can compute at a higher rate than uh, any one person will ever be able to do ever mm-hmm. but sure on a technical level um there's something i struggle with with students sometimes when they play really well technically but don't perform they don't play music mm-hmm. and we have to guide them to the place where like we have to it's very taxing to do right it drains me to do it to like bring the emotions out of a student's playing it's almost like it does require that butterfly the nerves because then you know you are actually busting out the own your own the sides of your own performance Mm -hmm. you're you're considering you're prepared fully and you're considering not with your brain but with Mm -hmm. your whole body Mm -hmm. every moment to embody it fully. Yeah. And that requires such vulnerability. I just oh, it's nuts. I love to watch performers. It's, yeah, it's, I mean, we, 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 it's funny because some of us musicians are a little bit introverted and some mm-hmm. of us are shy. Mm-hmm. But you're right, on stage, that doesn't, no, we're naked mm-hmm. and we're here to, to reflect life to back to the audience. Mm-hmm. And that's the point. And we hopefully through that, helps people out, helps people through their days, mm-hmm. uh, through their stresses or not, or just it's an enjoyment just mm-hmm. to be an enjoyment. You and know? just enveloped by that beautiful sound. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But, oh. And sometimes it's a challenge too. We'll play music that's a challenge. Mm-hmm. And that's a great thing for the soul and brain too. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, these things, they're very human elements in art. I mean, it's, it's, it's one of the most human experiences you can do is create art and consume art. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a very essential part of the, the human animal. Well, it's interesting because this kind of leads into sure. those cookie questions sure. I was telling Let's you about. Do, do you care what others think about you and how do others' opinions affect you? I mean, certainly as an artist, that question has a, a, a much broader... Yeah. Yeah, I mean, in in context, right? Um, do I care what people think about me in terms of how I am as an artist versus how I am as a just person every day, mm. you know, getting coffee at a shop or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to when I was young and mm. a little more ignorant about life and all these things. I used to really be concerned about what everyone thought about me all the time. That's mm-hmm. very natural, I think. Mm. Um, I've grown past that. Mm-hmm. I've, I've understood that to for me to be a, a pure conduit for emotions and, and feelings and stuff, I can't concern myself with the perception of everyone else on me because that change that makes me not sincere. Mm-hmm. I will start doing things for someone else, and that's not me. That's, mm-hmm. I want to be me as much as I can be to create art, right? To create music, and so I can't concern myself. And so I've learned to not concern myself with what others are thinking. And at this point, I really don't. Mm-hmm. I truly, truly don't. I'll. I know I make mistakes because we all do, and I'm okay with those mistakes. They help me grow. Mm-hmm. I've gotten to get to that point, which is really difficult. And mm-hmm. it took me a long time to get there. Um, so I don't really concern myself with, oh gosh, you know, this didn't go well. And what do they think of me now? You know, any of that, it's, it's okay. You know, it's fine. It's part of the process. We've, 
we as humans make mistakes from from infancy forward that's how we learn and grow literally mm. like fall before you can walk like you're trying to walk you can't you stumble you stumble again you stumble again one day you walk mm. that's how we learn everything we can't really say words we make sounds before those words get shaped into actual or excuse me before those sounds get shaped into actual words mm. we mess up all the time the language thing until you know mommy keeps saying mommy 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 you eventually say mommy you know but it comes from like this crazy baby language um but crazy it, baby language yeah. that's kind of sounds like you're, when you're talking about percussion yeah exactly yeah <laughs> very very much um so yeah being making mistakes is a part of the human condition mm. it's how we grow and learn and so i got over that pretty i mean it doesn't feel good to make mistakes sure no but it's um, it's not because of what others might think, yeah. you know. So I've gotten to to get past that pretty quick. I, I when I do write pieces of music, I don't. I wanna I wanna communicate something to the audience and all that. So that's something. But I don't necessarily care what they think about it. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. a it's a fine line. Like I can't write something to, you know, create something for everyone because that's useless. That's impossible. You know, somebody will dislike it. And that's that's a reality, and it's I have given. to, yeah. And so I just I just go right, but um, that's not much of a concern. So know. that kind of leads into this next crazy question, sure. the last one. Sure. What do you crave, and how often do you crave it? Oh, that's such a dangerous question. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, I crave experience. Mm. Maybe is a diplomatic way of saying a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, whether it's food or. Um, you know, sharing experiences with another person that I really care about, a great friend, a family member, my wife, you know, um, that, that to me is the most I can do as a human being is experience life. Mm -hmm. That's the point I feel like. And how can I experience helping others? How can I experience being helped? How can I experience enjoying life? Right? Mm -hmm. So experiences are what I crave. I crave great hamburgers mm-hmm. all the time, mm. like way too much. Where's your favorite way hamburger? More. Oh, I can't decide in Portland, Oregon. Uh-oh. It's too, too good. It's so good. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> it's shockingly good. But uh, you know, I great. I crave great coffee. I crave mm. good movies, fun movies. You know, hard to watch movies. So it's you know. fully realizing I just wanna, like, every yeah. human ability. I, so it's things yeah. computers can't do. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't even think about that, but. <laughs> But I think if, yeah, I mean, I could break the experiences I crave down into more specifics and some would be appropriate for this place and some wouldn't. (laughs) Um, But experience, I think, is a good word that captures what I crave often. I want to go out. I want to meet friends. I want to experience connections. I want to, you know, I love traveling and and experiencing culture through their food. And, Mm. you know, these steps, this is what gets me out of bed every day. I want to like experience, just give me something to experience. And so that ends up helping me along with, um, when I'm dealing with new things like technology and all that, like what's the experience I can create? Uh, what do my experiences inform me to be able to create music and, um, I think I think we'll stick with that answer. Experience, I crave that. That's I want to do okay. that. I want to see and hear and taste and feel and you know, oh, let's be alive. Let's do that. I don't think we do more uh, too uh, enough of that. I should say I you would, can't do too much of that. I would totally agree. I <laughs> wish you guys could see the joy in Sergio's <laughs> face right now. That's the kind of yeah. contact and it's yeah. life is good. Life is good even when it's tough. Yeah. You know, um, we always have things to be grateful for and uh even if it's getting up and walking that's a gift and mm-hmm. 
you know, we shouldn't take it for granted. I do it all the time. I try not to, you know, but uh, experiencing things helps me appreciate that. I remember this was years ago, but I worked on a project called the Haven Project Mm -hmm. and we were working with students and they were writing pieces about emotions. And a kid wrote a song that I ended up recording about the full force of life. Mm. And I just love that description of it. That's amazing. The full force of life, you know? Um, yeah. Anyway, on that note, <laughs> I, we could talk for you know for hours. many hours. Yeah. So you can look up Sergio, of course, online. You can see him at the Oregon Symphony. Uh, check out what he's up to. It's so exciting to have an artist like you in our community. And thanks for well, everything thank you're you doing. Thank you very much. You know, this was a, a pleasure. You know. Um, yeah, I'm going to do a shameless plug right now, though, for TEDx coming up. Great. Yeah, April 21st, and um, you'll get to see some of this tech mixed with acoustic performance live um if you either stream it or if you can actually get to tedx at the keller but uh we're going to be doing a presentation in the oregon symphony and scott showalter our ceo is going to be out there and uh describing some of the things we do in collaboration with the community and this intel project's one of them sounds pretty uh, fantastic a co- yeah along with a couple others which are really beautiful and awesome too so that that's coming up so check that out all right um well, have a wonderful, <laughs> experiential day. You as well. Everybody who's listening to this, get out there and eat great ice cream or, you know, hug somebody. Do something awesome. Just Put your foot in the gutter. Just, yeah. <laughs> sprain an ankle, you know. That it's, sound right. it's painful, but at least you know you're alive. <laughs> I love bruising myself up a little bit. A little bit. Not too much, of course. But no, it's it's nice even to, like, experience a little bit of pain, you know. Yeah. Even that. Even that informs quite a bit. But... Have a good time with life, for sure. Thanks, Sergio. All right, thank you. Mm